0: It off live. whenever you're ready.
1: Yeah, we are live. We're what is it. up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode on the Power Play, the best hockey podcast in all the lands. It's your boy, Matty Fish, and I'm leaning it off, which only means one thing, one thing only. We are without the host, Brian Bingaman. Yeah, he took his talents to South Beach. He took his talents to South Beach. Nice. <laughs> Just like LeBron. Only, uh, Yeah. There's only the different talents um so it's just us two you know adam how you been i'm doing all right man the the holidays are a coming and i am uh, feeling them i thanksgiving's
0: (laughs) next week and it's just like my birthday is next week too what oh Oh.
1: yeah we gotta make sure we get the graphics ready Uh,
0: uh, coming old
1: you gotta love it i like getting old it's fun Till I'm like really old now. I'm like this yeah. isn't fun
0: anymore. <laughs> get get off my lawn. You get off f- my lawn, you hippie kids. <sighs> Chasing after them with a hockey uh, stick. But
1: Adam, this is number episode 98. I we know, are dude. Literally on the cruising doorstep of our biggest episode. Number ninety-eight. Slim pickings in this course, yeah. choices for players, but we got a, a most recent one. Yeah. A multi multi Stanley Cup champion, Mikhail Sergachev. You know, not much to say about him. He's, you know, he, he, he's been a part of this Tampa group that they've been on the run on. He's, you know, you can tell we've had slim pickings because he's got less than 100 points in his career. So that's crazy. Yeah. So what? it's real slim pickings. But Mikhail Sergachev, number 98 of the Tampa Bay Lightning, is our pick. And I uh, wonder who's gonna be next week's
0: pick. Obviously I guess you gotta tune me. in. It's obviously gonna be me. Uh, Ninety-nine. Where nine Adam Creighton. Well,
1: well you gotta tune in to listen. Um, <laughs> but boy, we are approaching. We're in like game fifteen of the season. Sixteen that sounds about right. Seventeen. Oh. You know that's where around the teams are. We're not quite at the first quarter of the season, but a lot's happened. You know, a lot of teams have started off slow and got hot. Uh good some teams have, you know, started off decent, have gone cold. And some of the teams are, you know, you know, staying consistent of what they've been doing since the start of the year. And um you know, it's a lot to talk about. So yeah, really. Uh, let's really get into it. I uh, this is what we really hate to talk about, but it's so prevalent and so big. The injuries that have happened, and there have been a lot. Um, especially for one team in particular. Especially for one team <laughs> in, in the particular. Metro. Yeah, and so let's start with that team. We, the Columbus Blue Jackets, have lost their star defenseman Zach Werenski for the season. He's out for the year. And then their star sniper Patrick Linea will be out three to four weeks. He's only played six games, and the Columbus Blue Jackets are in the basement of the Metropolitan Division, and it's you know it's, it's tough hill to climb for what they're doing, have to deal right now. Um, yeah, I, I I know Zach Werenski got hurt against the game, against the Flyers. He was uh, trying to make a. Hit on Travis Konechny and Travis just like completely like made a miss and he just went full fledged running to the boards. And it was nasty. So uh, hey,
0: Fish, guess how many players are currently on IR for the Columbus Blue Jackets? My guess is around six or seven. You, my friend, I'm gonna confirm this was cap friendly, but according to Daily Faceoff. Right on the money. Six players currently on IR. One, two, three, four. Cap friendly has him at five. Um, the one missing being Patrick Wine. He's not, I think, officially on IR. But uh as for, as for mentioned, Zach Wierenski on IR, Jacob Voracek has been I on IR has been on IR since I think the start of the season. Uh Dustin Danforth and Nick Blankenberg. And then they have Adam Boquist on LTIR. So I think he's another one that might actually be out for the rest of the season. I'm not sure what the status on him is. But talk about a team that got bit by the injury bug big time. Good Lord.
1: Yeah, man. And, the, you know, the, the division they're in, they're in a real tough division. They've gotten off to a slow start. You know, it's it's not looking promising for him. And uh, – Coming off the heels of the big Johnny Goudreau signing
0: too, this yeah, is-
1: and you know Johnny Goudreau, he's he's doing his thing. He's you know he started off a little bit on the slower side in the beginning of the season, but now he's staying consistent. You know, doing what we know Johnny Goudreau does, and that's get points. But it's still not enough. Like all these, all these injuries and everything that's piling up. Like, he can't, he can't do, he can't cover
0: everything. You know. Yeah, he's only. Uh, we call him Johnny Hockey, but really, he's he's just one man, and ah, of any team that seems to have just kind of had Connor Bedard full in their laps, the Columbus Blue Jackets might be the one.
1: Yeah, it's still early, but man, they're at the bottom of their own division, and it's going to be tough to climb, so uh, he they definitely might be looking at lottery picks, so, uh, Another injury, uh, man, for, if we could go back in our archives and categorize who we've talked about the most, this guy probably would be our top one or two people we've talked about most. And this is Evander Kane. And unfortunately, mm. you know, most of the times we talk about him, it's something bad. And unfortunately, this is something bad. You know, Yeah, this is gruesome gruesome, more better term to use. Um takes his skate to the wrists and gets lacerated. It cuts a vein. You saw on his face he was, you know, he knew something was really wrong. Going to the bench. He will be out three to four months with this lacerated yeah, I think so. lacerated uh wrist. Uh, you, you hate to see it for any player, especially a player that's looking to make a big impact on the Edmonton Oilers roster. You know, they're, they're in a division where it's like, Hey, you know, you got the, you know, they're, or they're in a conference. and They got the cup champs. They got teams that have taken a, a real rebound step, like the Vegas Golden Knights. Like it, it, that's a big loss. And, you know, you kind of, you, you know, what Connor McDavid's doing and we should probably talk about more about it. Cause it's, unworldly how great this guy is. Yeah, But the secondary scoring when you have that top-end talent is just the extra dagger. Like, it's the extra dagger that that, you know, most teams don't have the luxury of having their secondary scoring being that dagger. And unfortunately, he's going to miss some time. You know, he hates hates to really see it. Good luck. I just saw how that many just went on, points. Uh, co- come again,
0: Adam? I just saw how many points Connor McDavid has right now. Yeah, it's, it's Six, ridiculous. 16, sixteen games played. Do you know the number? Or uh, I know he's got what, fourteen
1: goals, right? Fifteen goals. Fifteen goals. Yeah, 15 and sixteen goals. games played. And he's you probably think it's point total is. Probably, I think he's in the forties, right?
0: No, not yet. It's actually lower. They're running in the high thirties. Low thirties. He's currently sitting at thirty-two points, thirty-two points in sixteen games.
1: Yeah, that's you know, you know Mike Bossy level Wayne Gretzky type stuff. Like wow. Also, like, that's I will dominant.
0: Eric Carlson, twenty-two points in seventeen games. Let's go. <laughs> hey, we talked about it last episode. Yeah, but, um, it's, a, it's big be loss. a big test. It's gonna uh, be a big test for Edmonton to see what they can do with the uh the whole. Evander Kane is leaving them.
1: Yeah, I think they're you know they're kind of used to having tests like this. Like, hey, let's see how how much their top end talent can really carry them. You know, the goaltender's been off to a Jack Campbell's been off to a rough start. Can their top end uh, top end talent carry them? You know, it's a lot of that. Like, let's see if they can, and for the most part, they have. You know, but they would like some of the other pieces the you know work in their favor
0: yeah definitely so uh and also interesting too with the evander kane thing i don't know if you had any other injuries to talk about but the whole evander kane injury itself has kind of uh evolved into a greater conversation about um the nhl looking into mandating players wear um like cut preventive undershirts and um like attire to prevent injuries like Evander Keynes from happening in the future, which A I didn't realize was a thing, and B seems like kind of something that maybe they should have had in place before. I don't. Yeah, know. they're always gonna look to improve.
1: Heck, um, you know, I remember uh, when they were talking about having skates be like replaceable. Like thought of like how crazy of a concept that is. Mm. Now you look at the league. Everybody that's wearing skates has replaceable blades. Yeah, so, you know that's kind of just how how things go around there. Um, probably it probably will happen, but let's I think talk. it's smart. Yeah, I mean, you know, the game in faster. Puck battles and the boards are they're still very physical. You know, bodies get
0: flown everywhere. So it, it is amazing some... to me that injuries like that don't happen more often. Because I mean. Like you said, the game's so fast, and they literally play this game on knife shoes, as I've heard it called many a time, and just the fact that these injuries don't happen on a more regular basis is kind of a, a miracle in and of itself, um, so I could kind of see why the league doesn't, or at least, like because it sounds like the NHLPA is kind of like the ones that are kind of backpedaling off of mandating it, and they'd rather it be like player choice. To wear it. But that could be a reason why, because it's just so far uh, few and far between that they just don't see a real need to do it. I don't know. Right, right. It's, it's uh, other injury. injury
1: news. Um local flyer, uh he's been playing pretty good. Wade Allison. Uh oh no. get played on I has been placed on IR. Um he'll be out I think approximately three weeks. So it won't be long, but you know, a guy who's playing hard, he's been fighting injuries his whole whole professional career, even going back to college. Um, tough, but you know, players just gotta keep keep moving forward.
0: Tough. Yeah, I mean I don't remember him when uh, me and Bing went to the game a few weeks ago. I don't remember seeing Allison too too much. Um, so I don't know how big of an impact he actually plays on the team, but yeah, at this those game, any, any loss is a loss. Yeah, big depth piece. Yeah, you know, and
1: it's tough, tough, especially one that's actually been bringing energy. And, you know, finding ways to put the puck in the net and stuff. You know, so. But uh another news, uh, we've got the you know, World Cup of Hockey news. Oh yeah, kind of talking about.
0: Annoys the they, hell out of me.
1: They uh, dropped the ball on actually having it, and I feel like a lot. Well, the news is anybody that uh. Yeah, the World Cup of Hockey w- was originally planned for this summer
0: has been canceled, right? It's not even been... The... For 2023, so then, yeah, this this coming... Uh, what would have been upcoming, it, they pushed it back. They haven't outright said that it's canceled, but for all intents and purposes, it's been canceled until uh, 2024, I think, because of the... Uh, The global climate. Um, You could read into that how you will. I understand, but at the same time, I'm like, we haven't had a World Cup of hockey since 2016. Mm -hmm. Connor McDavid hasn't worn a Team Canada jersey since 2016.
1: He didn't even wear a Team Canada jersey. That that well for the World
0: Cup. For the World Cup, he didn't. But um, I think maybe World Juniors. He might have was probably the last time, so maybe it was 2015.
1: Yeah. Um, I remember the World Cup of Hockey, they had the
0: youth. Team North hockey, America. Team North America. Which was which great. Was great. I, I love that. <laughs> um, But, like, all these guys that just haven't had a chance to represent their country, either because the World Cup just doesn't happen enough or the league refuses to participate in the Olympics, it's kind of ridiculous at this point. Like I know, in our in our bigger group chat with all our friends, um, our one friend Jason said that nobody cares about the World Cup, but make people care about the World Cup.
1: Like it just give these guys the ability uh, the ability to build
0: towards their resume. Exactly. Like people want to see, and I mean, you look across other sports that do these like best on best tournaments. I mean. You see how the NBA participates in the the Olympics for basketball. The the, basketball, the FIFA World Cup is happening. I think today it started. Yeah,
1: four, and the, this week, and then uh, the baseball is going to have their world, world uh, baseball classic. Yeah. over the winner.
0: So, so like you have all the like the major four sports or the major three not counting not oh, doing yeah. these best on best tournaments, and NHL is just kind of like nah. Let's just keep things the way they are. And you wonder why nobody cares about hockey.
1: Yeah, it's a good point, man. It's uh, Let's see what happens. Uh, obviously, you know, most of the players are really focused on starting the season off right with their respected clubs and, uh, you know, playing towards the playoffs. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited for this, uh, you know, for the season. I think uh there's been a lot of storylines. So you look at the Devils who's 1-9 straight,
0: like impressive. I heard a crazy story about the the Devils and their fan base. Um I remember when the season started and the crowd chanted to fire the head coach whose name is escaping me at the moment. Lindy Ruff. Yeah. Yeah, so they started a fire Lindy chant. I think it was like sometime at the very early start of the season. And it was either their last game at home or the game before that. They started a chant saying, sorry, Lindy. Apolo- the entire fan base apologizing for wanting their coach fired after this 10-game winning streak that they're currently on, or whatever the win streak it is that they're on. Uh, mm-hmm. I just thought it was, A, a classy booth for the New Jersey fans, and kind of funny that they acknowledged the fact that they were wrong.
1: Yeah, hey, it's gay. I like when fans acknowledge they're wrong. You know, that's part of life is knowing when you're wrong. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, anything else that really has popped your eye?
0: Like, wow, let's talk about that. Uh, Jake Muzzin has – uh is that it? Out. That's, you know, to go back to the injury bugs and everything, Jake Muzzin's out Uh, at least uh, – he's not going to be reevaluated until February with a cervical spine injury, which is a big blow to uh the Toronto Maple Leafs. A, because their defense is kind of lacking. They don't have... I mean, w- with the the core four taking up... God, I don't even remember what it, what it is now. Close to like 20... No, it's got to be more than 25 million. Like 40... 44 million? Some, something yeah. stupid? Around there. They ha- they've had no wiggle room to improve their defense. Um, All their injuries to their goaltenders left them having to place... Uh, Obey Kubel on waivers in hopes of freeing up a contract slot, just so they could sign a goalie and bring him up. Um, so the Maple Leafs are they seem to be coming around a little bit, but we talked about it in my hot take of them missing the playoffs. It's kind of looking to be going that way if they can't dig themselves out of a hole.
1: Yeah, I mean they're con- they're competing for you know a spot. They're in a tough division, I think their top dogs, you know, have been able, to, kind of like the Edmonton, you know, caption of, like, can their top dogs cover a lot of their holes? And uh, for the most part, it has, you know, John Tavares I believe has scored tonight. Um, Austin Matthews continues to do his thing. William Nylander does his thing. So they got the top-end talent that does their stuff. Uh, can they overcome you know, a couple holes on defense, and that's a good. That's one of the best storylines I think this year so far is like, can the Toronto Maple Leafs overcome, you know the, you know the
0: obstacles,
1: and that's a lot with a lot of this sport
0: is can yeah. teams overcome their, you know obstacles, overcoming their demons, which yeah. for Toronto to do that they have to first make the playoffs, which I mean, kind of up in the air. Um, yeah, it's
1: still <laughs> early, you know. But we're not even in first quarter. Quarter yeah.
0: drill, so it's, you know, it's, 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 there's a long way to go, but I mean, you get, you find yourself in a hole early. It's going to be pretty hard to dig yourself out of it, but the yeah, other especially, thing... especially when you're in the Eastern conference, that's for sure. Oh yeah. But yeah. the other big thing that took place this week was the hockey hall of fame ceremony. Oh yes. They call it the, the Vancouver Canuck hall of fame ceremony. Cause it was, I think the majority of the inductees this year. Indeed,
1: <laughs> it was, uh, yes. Um, well, we had mean? Daniel Alfredson, so that was in Ottawa. Ottawa that was a senator. You had so, but the Cedines. The Sudeen Twins, which is special. Roberto ballot Luongo. And then Roberto Luongo, the face of the Panthers and the Canucks. So, yeah, a uh, lot of um Europeans, which, you know, I feel like sometimes gets overlooked as being, like, first battle Hall of Famers. I don't know why. I guess they're always – you know, you are always looking to get the top Canadian in. Um but well deserving. Uh, you know, more mm. in the hockey hall of fame, uh, you know, a couple there's you know, it's such a long list, but uh they also induct uh writers and broadcasters and for fortunately these writers and broadcasters have been a, a big part of the Philadelphia scene and that's uh writer Al Morgani. and if uh, broadcaster Bill Clement and uh, I, I, people probably know Bill Clement a lot more than Al Morgani but Bill Clement, you know, he was on the hockey video games, he would broadcast the national uh, televised games come the 90s to 2000s you know, iconic voice Um, but also, you know, won the Stanley Cup with the Flyers both of them, so you know, big part of the city, love to see a Get enshrined in the Hockey Hall of Fame, especially Al Morgani. I mean, you know, being a a writer for the Philly Inquirer, you know, in a city that's you know rough and tough like Philadelphia, and then be on a the radio, you know, you know us boys love the radio, so being yeah. a, a radio a star. Butter. So, um, I think it's
0: been inter- It's been a great to see. It was yeah. a great ceremony. And then I feel like to kind of cap this off, uh, I just found on NHL's website, they're already talking about the uh, 2023 Hall of Fame class. And there's a couple of guys on here. I want to get your opinion on if you think they're, um, A, if they're going to be first ballot Hall of Famers, because this is their first year being eligible. And then a couple of people I'm seeing here, if you think will go in this year, if they're going to have to wait another year before they make it in. So you're ready to hear some of these names, Fish? Shoot at me. Alright, so the first uh, of the first-year eligibles, Corey Crawford, former goaltender of the Chicago Blackhawks, a is he a one-time or two-time Stanley Cup champion. So I know Niemi won uh, a cup with them as well. So there is two. Okay. Uh,
1: wait. Yeah, yeah, Corey Crawford, um, they, won, they won three cups. Yeah, they won the last two.
0: Oh, yeah, it says right here in the first sentence. A two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Blackhawks.
1: Yes. Um... You no, know, I I would not put Crawford as a top first battle Hall of Famer. I'm even questioning and think he's an actual Hall of Famer. I mean, for like yeah, yeah he's a two time Stanley Cup champ, but like if you look at all, all the other years, you know, when they, they progressed, like he wasn't that great of a so, goalie.
0: I'll give you the stats that the article gives here. Um he is the third he is third in Blackhawks history in wins with two hundred and sixty wins. Um, and regular season's game played with four hundred and eighty-eight. Uh, first and save percentages with a point nine eighteen. Um, second in goals against with a two point four five goals against. Um, he has won the uh, William M. Gen- William M. Jennings Trophy twice, uh, and he also had some other award that I saw on his hockey reference page. Um, so, I mean, he does have the hardware, I think, but I do kind of tend to agree with you that I don't think he's a a first ballot Hall of Famer like uh, the Sedins uh, were in this upcoming class. Uh, he only, the only other accolade he had was a 2010-2011 uh, NHL All-Rookie Team winner. Uh, so that would have been his first year in the league. He was uh, part of the All-Rookie Team. But otherwise, just two cups and two Jennings Awards to his name. As a Chicago Blackhawk, so you you and me are both agreeing that we don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Fame. Yes. All right, I like it. I think that's fair. Uh, the second one, I think we're going to be in the complete opposite agreement of uh, compared to Crawford, Henrik Lundqvist, the King, is his first year eligible to be a Hall of Famer. Will he get in in twenty twenty
1: three? I, I, you know, it's probably a yes. I'm still on the fence if he's, like, a first ballad, like the Siddines, like, throw him in, throw him in. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at modernized players who have played, you know, kind of in the 2000s, 2010s, you know, he's definitely the
0: number one choice. Uh, how could he not? So I'm actually surprised. I knew he didn't have any cups. Um, it's a little surprising, but he didn't have any cups. But... As far as his accol- like his hardware goes, he only has a Vesna trophy to his name. I would have thought he would have had a lot more. Um, but among the other things, he uh, was he is the sixth goalie in NHL history uh, in wins for four hundred and fifty nine, ninth in games played with eight hundred and eighty seven, and seventeenth in shutouts with sixty four. Uh, his wins are the most by a European goaltender in league history. And among goalies who have appeared in at least 300 games, Lundqvist is an eighth when it comes to save percentage with a 0.918. So there's definitely, the numbers I think are there. The hardware, as much as I feel like they put a little too much emphasis on hardware, um, is kind of lacking. But I honestly, I think just on his lasting impact for the game, I think he is one of those guys that's probably going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'd be kind of surprised if he's not. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, he's the king for a reason. And finally, of the guys that are eligible in their first year of eligibility, Justin Williams, Mr. Game Seven. It's game Seven? You know, it probably not.
1: I'd say no. You know, he's, you know, definitely kind of been a, a role player on a lot of these cup teams he was on. Um yeah, you know, I probably wouldn't put him as a first ballot Hall of Famer. But probably will get in, yes.
0: I think he's definitely a lock to get in. Um three time cup champion, a twenty thirteen-14 consmap champion, um, which is awarded to the MVP of the playoffs. Uh career wise, 320 goals 477 assists, 797 points, and 1,264 games over a 19-year career with four different teams. Um, I don't know. This is a hard one because I feel like, I mean, I kind of, I feel like missed out on a lot of Justin Williams. He really didn't kind of come to the, the forefront in my hockey viewing until um, like the tail end of his career. So I kind of missed out on all, all that. I Honestly, I don't think he will be a first ballot. I think he is going to be someone that gets in in the next two or three years, depending on what the other classes look like. Because, I mean, there's going to be a few big notable names, I think, coming up. Um, especially if, like, Yarmir Yager retires, like it sounded like he was going to. Um, I'm kind of surprised Dotsuk hasn't been eligible yet. That's could because he's still playing too. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think uh, you and me both agree he's uh, probably going to miss out on the 2023 induction. Yeah, uh, you know,
1: definitely a notable player. Yeah, you know, Mister Game Seven. What a nickname!
0: Yeah, that's a crazy nickname. I look evil, love that. Yeah. Um, but then just some honorable mentions that aren't uh, for the first time eligible. Um, I'll give you the eligibilities and uh, see if you think they're going to make it in for 2023. Uh, Rod Brindamore, eligible since 2013. Does he make the haul in 2023? He's a flyer. Heck yeah, he deserves to be <laughs> in the hall. I
1: love it. Uh... Another flyer that deserves to be in, Brian Prop, player of the 80s. You know, okay. you at, you know uh, his stat line, he was up there with, you know, the, the Poffins and the Messiers as one of them. Most talented wingers in the league,
0: I like it. I like it because Messi uh, was the center, so uh, fair. How do you feel about Patrick Elias, who's been eligible since 2019? Does he make the hole in 2020? I think if they're looking at more Europeans, totally, he should make the hall. Yeah, that's a name that I feel like I'm kind of surprised isn't already in the Hall of Fame, but I mean, he's only been eligible for the last three years. And, I mean, there's been some pretty big names that have gone ahead of them, so I can't say um overly shocked. Um, Alexa, Alexander Mol Mog- Moglany, M O G I L N Y Molgeny. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, we'll skip him. Sorry yeah. for trading the name Jeremy Roenick, eligible since 2012. That's yeah, JR, man.
1: It's tough, man. It's like they're just on the shelves. I mean
0: I think he deserves it. Another former flyer. Just listen to former
1: flyers, buddy.
0: That'd be a, a cool story, I think, considering how he's still kind of like active in the game. To see like how I've seen like the uh the football and baseball players get approached on air while they're doing panels with their uh induction. I feel like that would be a cool thing to see with Ronick. Totally. Um yeah, that could be a good one. Uh, Keith Kachuk, does he make it in 2023? He's been eligible probably since, he's, since 2013. Probably, probably, man. You know, you're looking at the Wave
1: Sons. That would be a, a great induction, you know, the Kachuks. The Kachuk
0: name deserves to be in the hall. Yeah, I think that's – I think feel like that's going to come. I don't know if it comes this year. I feel like there's a couple of other names that will probably get in uh, before him. But I feel like he's definitely on the the forefront. And lastly, eligible since twenty twenty two, so I'm kind of surprised this isn't you know his first year eligible. But Henrik Zetterberg, will he make it in the hall? I feel like he has to.
1: He could I mean if you're talking to Red Wings fans, he definitely deserves to be in there. You know, it's Iron Man for that team. So I I agree.
0: I think he deserves to be in. Hey, I feel like he's one that has to uh, I'm kind of surprised that he hasn't been yet if I'm actually honest um but yeah those are the uh, honorable mentions for possible candidates for the 2023 Hall of Fame class and that my friends is episode 98 of on the power play <laughs> nice I like it
1: yeah well, yeah you know, that you know I'm just I'm looking forward to next week man Next week's our yo our summer yeah our SummerSlam oh. and our WrestleMania back to back our, yo Jesus don't back to back don't go building that expectation oh I'm building it I'm to, building oh, it no. like bridges <laughs> as long as it's not the London Bridge again everybody thank you for tuning in on the Power Play if you could go on the social medias. Yes. Right on Instagram, especially because Adam does such a wonderful job at all the graphics. At OTPP Pod, OT to Pod.
0: we're also on Twitter. Yeah, also On Twitter, same same handle at OTPP Pod, uh, and the Twitch channel, Twitchy twitch. slash uh, on the Power Play, where you can watch me not stream because I've been busy with the holidays, as I talked about earlier. Uh, but there's coming there's ideas in the pipeline uh we're gonna get our boy maddie fish myself brian uh some other friends from take a pitch all in nhl 23 as custom players and we're gonna see how their careers go in a uh a people's gm franchise so be on the lookout for that as soon as i decide i want to do it Uh, (laughs) and that's twitch.tv slash on the power play as bing always likes to remind you make sure you uh a follow all the channels and also if you miss any of the streams they are on demand you can go there watch them you can watch all the past streams i've done now they're all there uh but finish this episode first before you do it because yeah, and go to our merch store you know we Buy got the all merch the, all
1: all the nice gifts so if you got any ideas for you know nice christmas gifts or stocking stuffers a stuffer, shirt shirt you know
0: maybe we will may, maybe we'll make socks up what, Matt's face on a sock
1: Heck yeah, my beautiful <laughs> face I love it um, We love doing this podcast so much, so you much people. Fun. The fact that you guys love listening Week after week Just to us goof off and talk about the sport we love It's a true Great. blessing And we're about to hit episode 99 Bro, 99
0: uh, I'm so glad that you're going to name the episode after me Because you know, I wear 99 all the time The goat, <laughs> the goat. <laughs> Like we said Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And as Bing always closes the episode out with, We out! Nice.